host Michaela coming at you with another hot and spicy topic episode episode about experiences in our 20s. As you heard, I did not make an intro because I don't really know about intros. I've never been feeling my intros. I guess that was just an intro. But I have a lot to say before I get into today's topic, and one of them is I am very fucking sad because I just recorded a 30-minute episode only to find out that the file was corrupt. Um, my roommates are going to be coming home soon, so I need to fucking wrap this up ASAP, Rocky. Um, I don't know why I just said that either. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, anyways. So, as you can tell, I've been gone. Um, I really appreciate everyone that's still supporting me, even though I take shit tons of breaks. Um, I have no schedule. I keep saying weekly, but this shit is not happening weekly, obviously. Um, I did have a lot that I wanted to do for the month of October. Um, those of you who know, I did adopt a cat. I did not adopt him. He just showed up on my steps one day, and he had a lot of health issues, and then he started healing his inner kitten and started becoming very play aggressive, so I was like, you know what? The best thing to do is buy another cat. I did not buy another cat. I went and adopted another cat, and what in the world was I thinking? Um, Honestly, I'm not smart. I'm very dumb. I was like, what would be the best friend for my tomcat who was feral for two years and contracted FIV from being very territorial and defensive in fight mode 24-7. Oh, I know what would make a perfect companion. A five-year-old tomcat who has been feral for the last five years, still intact, also contracted FIV from being territorial and defensive 24-7. So, for the first three weeks, they did not, they fucking did not hang out. They did not like each other. Um, there's still, like, an invisible wall in between the rooms. Like, they'll just stare at each other from rooms. Um, they're not completely comfortable walking around the house. Of course, Casper is, because Casper is fucking alpha. But I did pay money to see a behavioral specialist, spiritual healer, um, and I got, like, a Reiki healing on them, which... I don't really know how I feel about that because it was kind of expensive, but ever since that happened, it worked, so they've been, like, kind of cool with each other, so am I a believer? Still a little skeptical, but as long as my cats aren't drawing blood from each other, I am chill. So that has been taking up most of my time, um, but also, ever since I started college, um, I had the, I claim fall season as bad luck, um, and obviously seasonal depression, but fall used to be one of my favorite seasons, and then me and one of, like, me and my high school boyfriend broke up, like, the beginning of fall, so I was like, oh, that sucks, and then the second year, I got a really bad eye infection that caused potentially irreversible damage to my eyesight. Um, Thankfully, I was able to reverse it and take care of my eyesight, Um, But I did damage it a lot, and that's when I coined the whole bad luck fall. And then junior year, I moved in with one of my closest friends and um, this guy that she found and one of her high school friends. I ended up dating one of the high school friends, and that ended very tragically and traumatically. Um, And then my senior year, the same thing happened um, with him. Um, I was... I was very hurt in a situation, and um, I'm still very hurt in that situation, and it still sneaks up on me on the anniversaries of it, and 
um, it is very sad. So this October, I was like, fucking screw that shit. I'm gonna sit here and feel all the feelings. Um, but then, you know, fucking, it skipped right over fall and went straight to winter overnight. And I'm like, I did not have any time to prepare, prepare for my seasonal depression. So all of October, even though I did sit with my feelings and try to figure out everything, I made the mistake of not taking care of myself. I am notorious for not taking care of myself. My skin, not good right now. Um, and it was at its peak. Um, my stomach, also not good right now. Um, it was also at its peak. I stopped taking my antidepressants and my anti-anxiety medication, and I just sat with everything. I felt everything the last 30 days. Um, so we are going to unpack that in the first part of this episode, and then we are going to get into the real topic of this episode. But um, I had a party. I had two parties in the month of October. One, um, only two people came, which kind of sucked because it made me really question if I had friends. And then I realized, you know, the friends that you invite to these so-called college parties, even though I'm not in college anymore, are not the types of friends that you have for lifelong. Like, yeah, you may invite your lifelong friends. However, my best friend is in Texas right now, being a mom to two kids and a wife to a husband. So, yeah. And then my other best friend, she is fucking working her life and also is married. So we, are, I'm not on the same schedule as them. However, like, I did have a party and I did invite a lot of people and a lot of people didn't make it. And that made me sad. That made me really question um, all the relationships that I had in my life, um, friendships that I've had. And then I had a Halloween party. And very few people came to that as well. But that's completely fine. We ended up watching a movie. However, you know, I always have this, like, weird thing in the back of my head. Like, my close friends are here. We can watch a movie. They'll be okay with it. But all the other random ass people that I invited that are expecting, like, a fucking banger, they're not going to be okay with just sitting, sitting and watching a movie. However, the people that I did invite were very cool, and they enjoyed watching the movie with me, and I had meaningful conversations with them. Conversa- when you go to college parties, you don't expect to have meaningful conversations. However, I want my party to be the type of party where you can have meaningful conversations. Um, but I did really push myself this month to fucking like go out of my way to make friends with people i hung out with this girl that i haven't hung out with since freshman year of college i hung out with um the girlfriend of one of the guys that i've that was living in my dorm freshman year who i have become friends with since then um what else did i do i went to a party my friend hit me up like 30 minutes into a party and she was like hey do you want to go to this party and I'm like yeah when is it and she's like right now and I'm like okay I'll pull up so I definitely did a lot of things out of my comfort zone um that weren't that were very uncomfortable and one of the parties was like a love island theme party so you know love island's a reality tv show so everything was being recorded and in every single picture you could just see me sitting in the background looking very uncomfortable but whatever um I did those things I did those things and I sat with my feelings and I definitely felt a lot especially since I was off my medication kind of manic but whatever um, I did feel a lot and I think next year <laughs> even though it's a long time away will be a lot easier for me to heal and process the anniversary of that situation and all of that shit but one thing did happen that is gonna ultimately bring me into the topic of this episode so just hold on tight buddies um i feel like i'm running through this because my last 
fucking recording was beautiful. It was spot on. It was one of the best things I ever recorded. And I should have fucking known that it was going to be corrupt because only ever are my files corrupt when they are the best things that I've ever recorded. Um, but I, I found my cat in a Facebook group for my neighborhood because he came into my life and then I put him back outside because I was like maybe that's somebody's cat but then I felt bad so I took him in and I posted on Facebook I was like if anyone sees him let me know like I can get him help blah 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 and this man trapped him and then he gave him to me which I also made friends with that man so that's cool I've made friends with both the people who have essentially trapped my cats and gave them to me which Honestly, they are my number one supporters. Every time I post a selfie, they're like, Michaela, you look amazing. And I'm like, thank you. Um, but yeah, so on that Facebook group, there is a neighbor of mine who was a well-known photographer in Greensboro. And she was like, you're really pretty. Um, I got a new lens. Can I do this photo shoot with you? And she sent me like inspo pics. And I'm like, hell yeah, that looks amazing. Like these pictures were like stunning. They're like, America's Next, they're on America's Next Top Model shit, and I was like, bro, this is gonna look so good for me, and I did mention in the past that I am take. I have taken up photography to versa, diversify, to add some diversity into my portfolio, um, just in case I decided to go to grad school, because what I wanted to go to grad school was for film and set production, and I don't really have a lot of um, experience with cameras, which is something that you kind of need experience with in that thing. So it was really cool to ask to be a model for a shoot instead of the photographer because I have done a lot of shoots in this last month. But um, yeah, so she sent me the inspo photos and I'm like, I am so ready for this. Like I, but I, I didn't feel like they weren't, I felt like they weren't me because like these were beautiful pictures and I am okay. Like, I'm okay looking. I'm a solid 7. And these people were like 10s, 11s, 12s, off the fucking charts. Um, and then the day came, and I'm like, hey, do you still want to meet? And she's like, yeah, of course. Um, and then she was like, but I don't feel like bringing um, all my equipment out, so can we just do another shoot? And she sent me the inspo photo for the other shoot, and they were very, they were giving very much, like, Tumblr vibes. Um, and automatically that hurt me I was like am I not pretty enough for you to take out the studio lights for so I put together an outfit I just said fuck it like I'm still gonna get some pretty shots out of it I'm probably not gonna be posted on her Instagram but whatever hopefully I get the prints and then the day came and we decided to mutually cancel it because I did not bring my makeup to work and the photo shoot was at five and I get off at five and I had to do my makeup during lunch but I left my makeup at my house, so I was already going to be late to the shoot. So I just decided, you know, it's probably better to cancel. She'll probably be on the same page as me, considering she's had so much trouble this week anyways. Um, so she was like, that actually works great. We could probably both use some rest. And I'm like, of course, yeah. Um, and then she was like, and then I was like, but I still love to work with you. And then she gave me some days that she was free. So I was like, I think this will work the best, the weather will be great, and it ended up working out great for me. Like, I brought my makeup, I did, I did my makeup so nice, it looked so pretty, um, even though I wasn't really feeling, like, the vibe of the photo shoot, like, I still wanted to look really pretty for it, and if you follow me on Instagram, the last few selfies that I took with, like, the purple, bluish eyeshadow in the corner of my eyes, those were the pictures that I took while I was being stand-up by my photographer in my car trying not to cry, because I felt really ugly. 
um, foreshadowing the next thing that I'm going to say. She was like, let's meet here at this time. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I'll meet there. Um, so I met there and I'm like, maybe I'm not at the right place. And then 20 minutes go by and I start walking around and I'm like, am I at the right place? So I text her and I'm like, hey, I'm here. And I didn't hear anything from her. And then I sat there for another 20 minutes, even though the, the spot where we were shooting was only like two minutes away from my house. I still stayed at that and tried to like process all my feelings. I didn't hear from her until like three hours later. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I had a family emergency. I knew I was forgetting something. And immediately um, I, I understood, I understood, but I was upset for other reasons besides like her like blowing me off. I was upset because I'm like, wow, you're like a really well-known photographer who probably has like a booking schedule and everything. And like, I wasn't good enough for you to put on your schedule. And I was like, first of all, I was not good enough for the original photo shoot that you wanted to do. Um, second of all, I wasn't even good enough to be, rem to essentially for you to remember that you had a shoot booked with me. And it just made me feel so ugly. Um, because I was already on the fence and I wanted to do this modeling thing, even though it made me uncomfortable. Like I wanted to do it so that I can see the attractiveness in me and I could fall in love with myself again because I have been struggling with my self-image um, a lot these last few years but mostly this last month because I do work 40 hours a week and I do wear sweats and no makeup to work so even though the work me is not me that's not who I identify as that's who I see majority of the time that's who my co-workers see majority of the time there's been times where I see my coworkers out of work and they're like, Michaela, I didn't even recognize you. Yeah, because I am not the person I am at work. But I just went home and I was very sad. I'm like, I look so good. Um, and now I just feel ugly. Like, I just feel ugly because I took a chance on this, already thinking that I wasn't pretty enough to be a model. And this kind of just reassured that I'm not. Um, I wasn't mad at her. I'm not mad at her. I probably won't ever do a shoot with her just because... Um, I would love to do a shoot with her, but I probably won't because I just have, like, those traumatic feelings or whatever. But, sorry, my cat just fucking scared the shit out of me. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of sat there and I realized, like, Michaela, it's nothing against you. Like, this woman did not think you weren't pretty enough. She didn't think that you were not vibing enough with the photo shoot. She had a legitimate issue. She's going through some shit. It's nothing against you. Don't take it personal. Please stop making yourself a victim. And I kind of just snapped out of it. I took those pictures and I'm like, I look great. Even though my skin looks horrible because I've neglected it for the last 30 days. I look great. I look beautiful. I could be. My cats are making some insane noises right now. But I was like, I look good. It's nothing against me. Um, but it did really upset me. It really upset me a lot. Um, and I just felt like I just kept getting hit back to back to back with these letdowns. Um, with my friends not coming to my party, or my friends, quotation marks, not coming to my parties. With this photographer canceling on me. Um, not only did I not feel attractive on the outside, I also just felt like people just didn't want to be friends with me. Um, and this year I have been hit with a lot of weird friendships. I had a friendship a little while ago where every time I left the outing, I was like, I hope they don't stop being friends with me. I hope I didn't say anything that would 
um, make them stop being friends with me. And I realize that's anxiety, <laughs> but also if you are leaving every hangout thinking this person is going to stop being friends with me, like I entered that friendship knowing it's only a matter of time before this person stops being friends with me, that's toxic. That's fucking toxic. Those types of people you don't need in your life. And yeah, maybe nothing against them, but you're only hurting yourself in the long run if you stay in a fucking friendship or a relationship where you already don't feel wanted. Um, listen to yourself. Listen to yourself, bitch. Um, but yeah. So, now I'm gonna jump into this week's topic about attractiveness. Let's fucking get it, boys and girls. So, um, I think I was a cute kid. I was like a cute kid up until third grade when I got my bob cut and my glasses. And they were like Medicaid glasses. So, like the free birth control lenses glasses. And they were not cute. Um, and I think I didn't really relate to beauty because, no offense to anyone in my family, at that time, well, because I didn't put normal people on a pedestal. Um, I still don't put normal people on a pedestal. Do I put celebrities on pedestals? I used to when I was younger, but now I'm just like, they're people, but you know, kind of idols and shit. So I didn't find anyone in my family, like, exceptionally attractive. Um, not like, oh my god, they're beautiful. And that may be really fucking mean to me. Michaela, like, you may be saying, Michaela, like, what the fuck? That's so mean. <laughs> but I'm not saying everyone in my family is ugly. Nobody's ugly, but I just didn't, like, really have that picture of beauty to be compared to. So, um... Y'all know me. I'm fucking Hispanic. And you know Hispanics be growing body hair like there ain't no tomorrow. I used... I was ashamed of it. But now, like, I wax my mustache every fucking week and I do not give a fuck. I have been with guys and I'm, like, sitting there waxing my mustache and they're like, you go, bitch. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I had my first real crush on a guy my sixth grade year. He didn't even fucking look at me. He didn't even fucking look at me. Um, he was, like, in love with this girl who had, like, caramel skin, nice curly hair. She was, like, the it girl. Um, she's gay now, which is funny, but she was, like, the it girl. And she paid him no attention. So, after that little crush with a Hispanic guy, of course, because I love Hispanic men. Um, after that little, um, little crush, I realized that, you know, I... I want to start dressing for the male gaze um, because I went through a tomboy phase where all I wore was basketball shorts and a t-shirt and I was like you know what I want to start wearing tight ass jeans now skinny jeans and some v-neck shirts and push-up bras so that's what I did um, and I went home and I was like what can make me more beautiful um, so I put my fucking black eyeliner on my waterline and then I waxed my mustache I left the wax on my upper lip for way too long I burned that shit off and I remember the heartbreak I felt that day after I came home from school and I'm like I burnt my fucking lip for this man and he doesn't even notice me he didn't think I was pretty he also didn't think I was ugly because I wasn't even in his realm of vision he didn't even give me two fucking looks he did not even give me the first look let alone the second look so I remember feeling that pain. I'm like, I'm not even good enough to be looked at, to be noticed. And now my fucking lip burns like a bitch. And 
I'm just dealing with this internal pain, this external pain, and that shit hurt. So, but I was still dressing for the male gaze. Like, I was still doing that shit, and I did find people who found me attractive. I still had glasses, though, which I begged my parents for contacts because they thought contacts equaled attractiveness. Glasses equaled not attractive, which is not true. Glasses make people fucking beautiful. I see beautiful women all the time with glasses. I love women, but, um... I love women in glasses. I love men in glasses. I love people in glasses. Cats in glasses? Now that's a whole nother fucking category. Um, But yeah, so I was being attractive as much as I could be. um, And I guess, you know, the offset of my face um, with my glasses and everything was made up for by my body. I was a petite woman. I didn't have an ass. I didn't have boobs, but you know, I could dress in tight clothing. And you know, back then there was these things that were like really big called butter faces. So like everything but her face, like she's got a good body, but her face. Eh. So I classified myself in being in that category. So there was this one guy who I had a huge crush on. I was fucking boy crazy in middle school, which should have been a red flag. Like, why does this bitch have 20 boyfriends in one week? Like, she is trying to prove something. She is trying to prove that she's straight, and this bitch is not straight. Um, but I, I had this huge crush on this guy, and we ended up dating. And honestly, that was completely out of left field. I'm still surprised that happened. Um, and he's still trying to text me, like, years later. That's so funny to me. But especially after I tell you this part, we broke up, like, out of nowhere, and I was so distraught over it. I was so upset. One, because I'm like, how did that even fucking happen in the first place? And second of all, like, that relationship lasted a week. Like, what did I do? And I would, like, went over the stuff of what I did wrong and everything, and I finally hit him up, and I was like, hey, like, I accept that we broke up and everything, but, you know, could you tell me the reason why so I can get some closure? Um, I probably didn't say it in that context, whatever, because I felt like, why don't you love me? Um... But he essentially said I was ugly. He was like, I just I just realized how ugly you are. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's, that's fine. That's whatever. Um, but that shit really hurt. Because it's like, no one actually calls somebody ugly to their face. And honestly, even now, I don't find anyone ugly. Everyone is attractive in their own ways. Do I find you attractive maybe not. Are you conventionally attractive? Yes. Am I attracted to you? No. But you're not ugly. Like, I would never call anyone ugly. And for him to call me ugly ruined my perception for the rest of my life. So even though I was already dressing for the male gaze, now I was really dressing for the male gaze. Um, I got contacts and I did become, like, more attractive. Like, conventionally attractive. Um, I did have more boyfriends, people were starting to see me as pretty, and I started experiencing pretty privilege. Even till this day, I still experience pretty privilege. I get cheap tattoos, I get cheap drinks at bars, I get fucking food deliveries to me. Do I take that shit? Do I take advantage of that shit? Hell fucking yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I fucking do that shit. Um, but do I wake up attractive? No. No, absolutely not. I wake up looking busted. Like, it's so bad. Like, one night stands are out the fucking door for me. That's how bad I look when I wake up. Um, but 
I do find myself conventionally attractive now. And I did notice a change in my life um, ever since then. And I started realizing that I don't want to dress for the male gaze anymore. I think it was when I got out of high school that I didn't want to dress for the male gaze because I got my first boyfriend, my first real boyfriend, because I just talked about all my exes, my middle school exes, um, my first real boyfriend, who genuinely saw me. And he was attracted for, like, my personality, not for my looks. Like, I mean, yeah, he thought I was beautiful, but he was just like, you're smart, you are kind, you are all of these things besides being your looks. And I felt like that's something that a lot of people didn't really see in me. Um, And so that's when I was like, fuck it, not dressing for the male gaze anymore. I, I mentioned this in a last... A few of my last episodes, I, I don't know which episode it was, but I talked about how I spent my paycheck on trying to look like that rich white girl. Abercrombie, um, Hollister, American Eagle, I was wearing that shit. I was wearing that shit. It was secondhand, yeah, but I was wearing that shit so I could fit it in deep v-necks, push-up bras, like that was me. Um, and I straightened my hair every day. Like, I literally straightened my hair every day, which is insane. That's insane. I straightened my hair every day. Um, but then... I got to college and I talked about moving out of a place where there's no longer just white girls and I started finding my style and I started finding who I am and I spent a lot of my life masking it um, because I didn't find my personality attractive. I'm a very weird person and I know it's just like I'm weird. I'm different from the other girls. I'm not any different from the other girls. I love women. I'm the same as all the other women. I would love to be like any other woman. Women are great um, but I definitely think that I do have a strange personality and it takes people a while to warm up to it. So my method of dating (laughs) used to be like, I'm going to mask for like the first few months and then randomly on a Thursday afternoon, I'm going to start talking in a British accent and slowly start introducing you to my childhood blanket. Um, (laughs) But now I'm just like, yeah, this is me. Take it as it is. I'm tired of wasting my fucking time. And I'm not really down for relationships now um, because I'm not really attracted to the people that I find attractive in the past. Um, I find personality very attractive. However, I know a lot of people say I'm not attracted to somebody for their looks. I'm not attracted to people for their looks. However, looks do catch my eye. And if we're being real, no one, I don't care what you say, No one posts good pictures on dating sites. I will swipe left on you and you might have been the love of my life because you posted a picture holding a white claw and a fish. Like that may have just been like the first day you went fishing and like you never went fishing again but you just thought it was a cute picture of you. I may have swiped left on you because I just didn't think we were going to mesh well together even though your personality is of like a fucking indie boy. Um, But... (sighs) I don't know. Attraction is a weird thing. Um, And I think when I started curating my own style and stopped masking who I am, that's when I became more comfortable with myself and more comfortable with the fact that I am attractive and I'm weird. Like, I know that I'm talking about this a lot. I know that I'm talking about, like, oh, Michaela, your problem's supposed to be so hard because you find yourself pretty. I still do find myself ugly, like, almost every day. Like I said, I work a job 40 hours a week where I wear sweats and I don't wear makeup. My skin is like, thank you, Michaela, for not clogging your pores, but at the same time, bitch, 
you look tired. The number one thing men say when you don't wear makeup is you look so tired. Um, no, I'm not tired. This is just my face, Brett. This is my face. Um, and I think makeup is a good, like, self-esteem boost. Um, sometimes when I'm feeling shitty, I wear makeup for like a week and I'm like, wow, this bitch is really pretty. And then when I take it off, I'm like, wow, this bitch is still really pretty. What the fuck? But let's be honest, taking off your makeup at night, the woman you see in the mirror after you take off all that makeup is not the woman you see in the morning when you're not wearing makeup. The woman you're seeing in the morning when you're not wearing makeup is a fucking different kind of demon. She is my sleep paralysis demon. Um, but <laughs> I have this funny story about how I went on a first date with a guy and I was like, you know what, I've known this guy for like a year. I matched with him on Bumble one time and he's been begging to hang out and not, I wouldn't say begging, but he's been like asking to hang out and I'm always busy. So finally I was just like, fuck it, come over. Red flag, Michaela, you are going to get kidnapped. But I have known this guy for like a year, so I just didn't think he was a serial killer. By now, I'm pretty sure he would have shown red flags and he wasn't showing any red flags. So I was like, come over. And that day, I was, my hair was green at that time and it was tragically, 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 um, let's add one more for effect, tragically, um, faded. I couldn't even think of the word. It was faded. It was so bad. And then, um, I was wearing sweatpants and I also got a shit ton of plants because I went to a sale and he was like, Michaela, this is really nice. Um, but I made a TikTok before that happened and I was like, bro, I'm tired of fucking masking. This man's about to come over and I'm going to show all my real personality on the first fucking date. And I, when I tell you I did, I really did. I ended that date crying. That's not me. I don't cry. And he was like holding me and I was like, what is this? No, but he was just like, you have me doing things that other women wouldn't make me do. You, um, like, you're wearing sweats, so you could just genuinely tell that you don't care. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't fucking base my personality and my life around the male gaze. Wow. Um, something traumatic, just taking just, like, a sharp right turn. Something traumatic did happen to me in my freshman year where I was assaulted, and, um, for a long time I thought it had to do with the way I looked um and so after that happened you would see me wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts all the time um one because I was very depressed over that situation and I went to a lot of therapy for it and now I feel like I'm finally able to move past it and forgive a lot of people but um I just I just was scared that what I was wearing was going to get me in trouble, which is absolutely false. You should be able to wear whatever you want to wear. Situations are going to happen no matter what you're wearing, um, which is unfortunate and very sad. Men are the reason why I can't go running anymore. Very sad about that. But um, yeah, so I think it took me a while to actually realize that if I do dress nice, it's not for the male gaze. Um, if I do dress nice, I'm not asking for anything to happen to me. Um, and... Yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind if people are attracted to my looks. That's very nice. Please call me beautiful. However, I do want you to realize that there's more to me than just my looks. My personality is amazing. Um, I love myself. <laughs> um, but then something also happened my senior year of college where I was constantly compared to this other woman and insert the fucking... TikTok song, the other woman. (laughs) 
So I was constantly compared to this other woman, and um, there was a lot of things said about me by the other woman and by other people, and it really hurt me. And it made me realize how anything I can say in life can be perceived the wrong way and can trigger somebody for the rest of their life. Because these people said things about me and probably don't even think about it, like, ever again. They probably don't even care. Um, not saying that in a bad way. They probably just don't think twice about that. They're just like, oh, that's something that happened on a random Tuesday afternoon. Yet I'm over here like four years later still crying over this shit. Like that was traumatizing to me. Um, which I know you can't, I talk, I talk about this all the time. You can't live your life tiptoeing, um, not to hurt people's feelings. However, I do recognize that things that you do can hurt people. And I think that situation really made me feel ugly. Like, it made me feel really ugly. And it made me do things that I wouldn't normally do just to prove that I wasn't ugly. Um, And I lost myself in that situation. And I lost sight of who I was and my personality. I became this bitter, horrible person who just wanted to prove the point that she was not, not good enough. Because I was told multiple times in that situation that I was crazy and not good enough. And my mental illness was used against me. And I was slandered. My name was slandered. And it was honestly hurtful. So I wanted to become a person who wasn't that person. And it's like, yeah, that person wasn't me. That was a sign of, that was a time of weakness. Um, However, deep down, like, I was the person committing these things, just trying to prove a point, and I didn't need to do that, um, so, yeah, now I'm chilling, I found myself very attractive, and I love my personality, and I hate masking, so I don't mask anymore when I meet people, um, I'm just chilling, there's this guy that I'm kind of talking to who's very attractive, very attractive, to the point where I'm like, mm. so he asked me about my day and he, he likes my cats. So that's nice. I do, I do like that. However, it confuses me because I find him conventionally attractive. And part of me doesn't want, like, part of me isn't ready for that. And I don't know if it's just me and my relationships. Like, I'm not ready because I haven't completely healed from all that. I haven't moved on. From a lot of things, you can move on from a person, but you can't move on from that relationship, which I relate to a lot. Um, But I, I don't know. Like, I was looking at pictures of him. I'm a fucking creeper. I was looking at pictures of him the other day, like pictures that his mom posted. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, if I was in fucking middle school and high school, I would have been all over this man. This man is beautiful. Um, he's conventionally attractive, he's smart, he's going to school, like, he's kind, like, he checks all the boxes. And I think that's why I'm not completely sold on this idea of him, because he checks all those boxes that I wanted when I was in middle school, and I've tried, in high school, and I tried so, and even in college, I've tried so hard to convince myself that I'm not the person I was then, and I feel like if I date somebody like that, who I would have been attracted to, then I've become the shallow person I used to be. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. So I'll let you guys know how it goes. But I'm also not looking to be in a relationship. But I might have to snag this man up because 
he's checking all those boxes. Um, but yeah, I am, my throat really hurts. I am recovering from sickness. Um, it's not good. I think I had the flu, which is like going around. So that makes sense, right? Um, but anyways, I'm going to end this week's episode. Um, just a reminder, you guys are all attractive. If nobody finds you attractive, I find you attractive. Um, I'm just kidding. Wait, no, I said I may not find you, I'm, I may find you attractive, but not be attracted to you. If that makes sense. You guys are all attractive. Am I attracted to all of you? Probably not. Which is a whole other thing about being bisexual is when you tell a woman they're pretty, they automatically think you have a crush on them. The amount of times that women are like, I think Michaela likes me. Like, no, bitch. I'm just... No. Like, I I have a very peculiar taste in women, um, which I'm, I have yet to meet a woman in the last five years that I'm really down for. I think my last relationship with a woman was like, was it five years ago? Oh my god, I think it was. That's so sad. Um, I haven't found like a woman that I have been attracted to. I guess it's just easier with men. Or it's not. I haven't found a person that I've been attracted to. Like this person who I am attracted to right now is the first person I've been attracted to in like two years. And you heard me. I'm already starting to have doubts. Am I actually? Um... Is monogamous Michaela a thing? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, just remember, if no one finds you attractive, I find you attractive. Would I date you? Probably not. Probably not. Um, probably going to date anyone. But you're all beautiful. Okay, what I'm just trying to say is that you're all beautiful. You guys are all, you're, you guys are all that bitch. Okay. And don't let anyone feel, tell you, or make you feel as though you aren't them. Um, and remember to make sure that you make sure that you make sure, I don't, remember to make sure that you are validating your feelings and really processing them and not shoving them away. And also remember to treat people with kindness because you never know what you say can be their only thought for the next three years (laughs) um just overall be a good person have a good heart and you're attractive in my book remember that you're attractive in Michaela's book but I'm gonna go now um it is November 6th 441 on a Sunday afternoon I hope you guys have a lovely week I hope you guys have a lovely two months next two months of 2022 and make 2023 it guys I now I sound like an inspirational speaker um, will I get a New Year's kiss? Will, um, conventionally attractive man that I may not be attracted to be my New Year's kiss? Um, I don't know. Maybe I am sharing too much on this podcast. Um, but I hope everyone has a good week and week. Yes, because we're starting the week. Um, I'll try to post again soon. Um, and I'm very sorry that I have been shitty on my schedule, but I really appreciate you guys so much for continuing to listen and continuing to reach out to me and saying like, hey, this episode really helped me. I hope this attraction episode helped you because I know a lot of people get into their self-image, especially like when you're in a situation where you are comparable to somebody else. Um, I realized that was my lowest point beyond when I was compared to somebody else, that was lower to when I waxed my mustache for that man. Um, but anyways, 
As always, follow me on Instagram at Makita underscore. If you ever want to talk about anything, including my spooky October. Wait, did I mention that? About how I had so many plans for October? I don't know if I did. Fuck. Anyways, I had so many plans for October, and one of the things I wanted to do was spooky real-world problems, and I had guests lined up and everything, but I just didn't record because I was just, like, not feeling it. I was not feeling me, um, but hit me up on Instagram, advocate to underscore, if you ever want to be a guest, and we could still do spooky real-world problems, even though it's not the spooky month of October. I'd be down to talk about taxes, rent, inflation with you any day, anytime, anywhere. Um, but that's it for this week. As always, don't follow me on Twitter at Maketa R. Wait, why did I just say that? Don't follow me on Twitter. No, it's not at Maketa anything. Don't follow me on Twitter. Um, I never get on anymore, so I don't really, like, expose myself too much on there. But I do get on every once in a while and see someone subtweeting me and I cry and call my sister and then cry with her. So yeah, if you get on Twitter and see anyone subtweeting me, don't send it to me because I will cry for the rest of my life. Um... But yeah, bye bye.